What is up, bums? It's good to see you guys. Well, I guess in this case, hear from you guys or listen. I don't know. Play our hey, well, this but, might end up on YouTube, so you might just see us too. We'll see. But hey, bums, we got a special one for you today. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say, please hit us up on the Instagram, T H E B U underscore M S. You know, the bums, probably the only one you'll find on Instagram, you know, because we're special. Uh, if you can't find us there, ch- feel free to check out our website at strugglingbums.com where you can see blog posts. I'm not going to lie, bums. I've been bumming. I've been struggling on getting my blog post out. But you know what's cool about that is you're, maybe you'll get to hear why because today's episode, we're going to be talking about inspiration, something that I've been lacking and am looking forward to exploring with Eddie and hopefully you guys in the comments after this episode. With that being said, bums, um, we're going to be talking, I already said it, but we're going to be talking about inspiration. So to start us off, Eddie, what does like inspiration mean to you? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, so I did look at the definition. So, but I'll start with my own. Um, and inspiration, I think, is just something that I draw motivation from, but like over the long term. Because like, I think motivation is kind of fleeting and we'll talk about that in this episode too. Whereas I think inspiration is something that lasts longer. Um, so like I might be inspired by, you know, my grandparents came over from Mexico and worked like two jobs, raise their kids. So I'm inspired by that effort and I want to make sure that I go do what I want to do in my life. Right. That's something that's long term. That has never gone away. Like as soon as that, so that, that's kind of my personal definition. Uh, do you want me to do? Do you want me to look up the inspiration definition? Like I'm like uh, Mary Webster. No, keep going with your personal because I also looked it up as well. Okay, right, why don't you? Why don't you recite it? That that was it though. I think inspiration is just something that you kind of go over the long term with. Yeah, so, it's just those things that you like feel personally and deeply. Yeah, and I tend to agree that it's maybe a long more. It's a something that kind of doesn't leave. I would say. I think once you find something that really inspires you. It's almost like a part of you, I would argue. But from what I found, the short and sweet, it's the process of being mentally stimulated. Simplest way to put it. And I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it because I'm not someone, I don't know if I agree with inspiration anymore. I I think that's something for me in the last three or four years that I've really kind of gone away from. And I, you know, looking back, like, playing sports and just being in school like i don't know what you Eddie, but my school would do i don't know they would always show us like the at the end of the year or beginning of the year they'd show you like inspirational videos to be like oh i'm gonna make this year high school the best year ever i'm gonna make a change i'm gonna do this that and the other and it was sports it's like i was on a lot of bad teams so they would show us inspirational videos or play it before games to try to get us riled up and to you know try to have us push past our limits um and i and personally i always just found that stuff so so cheesy i it really just didn't do anything for me i kind of found it very very surface level at least on the videos and i never found that it made me dig deep down inside and find something in myself or make me push past myself um or push past my limits, I should say. And I don't know, but I thought the definition was definitely interesting. Mentally stimulated. <laughs> That's a tough one, right? 
yeah. That's the top mm-hmm. definition. Is there is there another one? Or I only looked. I only looked at that one. one. I'm sorry. Guys. Let me look. Let me see if there's a second one because I, I agree. Yeah. It, it seems to be lacking a little bit. Yeah, but I thought it was an interesting way to think about it because I I don't know like inspiration. Like I feel like it's supposed to mean more than just mentally stimulated, but but it also kind of makes sense. I I don't know. Like I always had like I always thought it was interesting too in school. They have like inspirational quotes in classrooms or in the locker room. And again, I just I don't know. I I I think my problem when it comes down to it with a lot of that is it comes from people that have already achieved success or have found their destination i would call it and it's like of course you're saying in inspirational words like it worked out for you i think for me sometimes i value people that per se haven't succeeded in things in a way and maybe that's his my own life like i'm nowhere near where i want to be so it's like why would i listen to people that have already made it i don't know it's, it's definitely tough for me i would say uh, yeah, I was looking at it. Basically, it's it's being mentally stimulated to feel something or do something. And then when I was looking at the other stuff, you know how sometimes like dictionary will give you kind of the root word? Um, essentially, yeah. it came from its original definition, like divine guidance, which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's why I added, we'll get there eventually, but in, in yeah. our outline, uh, I added something about the muses from Greek mythology as part of it, but yeah. Yeah, and I think that for me, in my own personal life, Bones, I probably haven't, I don't know if I've said on the pod yet, but like I, one of my, my probably number one biggest frustration in life right now is feeling I have no purpose and just feeling like I don't even have a clue on what direction to go in life and purpose driven stuff. And it, it's really hard for me. I think I'm someone that's, I've really loved structure. And I think as I get to the end of grad school, I, find a lot of fear in what's next for me in that like you know it was really easy for me in high school as a kid it was like you know purpose get to the next grade purpose graduate high school purpose go to college you know and after college it was a little bit of what do I do next purpose go to graduate school purpose finish graduate school and now it's like purpose get a job but you know what is that you know what is that next step you know so um I don't know. Maybe that's why, like, inspiration for me recently has been really, really tough. Yeah, I got two things. What you're talking about right now is remind me of two things, and it uh, one will lead to the next one. But basically, I for the bums, I may not have said it again, but I'm coaching again, same place. Uh, I had applied to quite a few colleges in the winter, um, although much to the chagrin of many people, I did not use like the majority of any of my contacts that I have at the college level. So, you know, that's my bad. That's my bad. You know, I don't like asking for help in, in that case. I don't want to be a bother and that's something I'm working on. So, but let's just put a bow on that for the moment. So I'm back to coaching uh, at the high school is that. So in my second year, I've got more responsibilities now. we got six coaches on this team. Um, I'm DC uh, as well as receiver coach. So I've been re- really learning. We, we finally started uh, summer ball. So it was the second week of summer practice that we just finished today. Um, we go Monday to Thursday. And to your point about structure, Bryce, I think there was a brief period of time in April, May, maybe less May, but like March, April, where I definitely was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? 
I'm getting up at like 10, 10, 30, 11. I'm going to sleep at like 2 a.m., 12, 31. And like the stuff that I'm trying to do, like I'm not feeling the motivation. And, and while I'm still taking care of my exercise, I'm still meditating. I'm still doing those things that I need to habitually. That's great. But I didn't have that. You know, if it was if I was working college football, we'd be already being spring ball. I'd be working that. That'd be my structure. For me right now, you know, at that time, I didn't have anything. And I was really struggling to fill it with stuff, um, which did lead me to try to consider getting a certification to be a mental performance consultant. And I found out, hey, my classes don't actually fulfill all the requirements that I need. So I'm like, well, shit, I come up really short. So I mean, that to go back to school. And I'm like, ah, well, do I want to, do I not? And as I deliberated on that, you know, we got back to football. So we got some structure back. And man, let me tell you, what a... Dude, like even the, so spring ball was supposed to be like three weeks and ended up getting pushed back to the last two weeks of May, which is why I was saying I got structure then. Then it was like a week off and then we're back to summer ball. And man, my life feels a lot more like I'm progressing forward. I'm moving, I'm grooving um, and, and filling things in along the way. And that leads me to my next tangent too, Bryce, where it's like, you know, we were raised and, and here's where like my criticism of education does come in quite a bit. And we talked about this before is school it really has become like yes education right and, and yes you do have to learn things absolutely and that i agree with it's just the part that i don't always agree with is like you said it's like i finished first grade what comes next well second grade and next third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade and sixth grade and as you get older you start to become a little more self-aware of those things when you're a kid you don't you're just kind of going year to year season to season whatever you like to do but as you get older you start to become more self-aware of that. It's like what am i chasing you get the high before you get to high school, you're in middle school, you're chasing high school. When you're in high school, good time, growing, experiences, whatever sports you might be trying to play, and you're chasing college. Get to college, and it's like you're trying to have a good time, trying to find your place in the world. What are you chasing? Well, post-college, what am I going to do in my life? And then it's like, now we're there, and it's like, okay, well, it's not exactly what we expected it to be. We're still trying to find our way here and there. That is tough. And, and that's something that I, I really wanted to talk to my players about. And uh, we had our first seven on seven game of the summer um, against another high school. And something I mentioned briefly at the end was like, guys, I we need to chase success. Not wins, not losses. Obviously, you don't chase losses. But when you chase success, winning and other things are a byproduct of that. Um, and that was my point to them. Because if you chase winning, if you chase these you know, Bryce, like these concepts, I'm glad you're searching for a purpose. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should be looking for a purpose, not just chasing, well, let me just chase that paycheck for right now, or let me chase this or that, right? Like, that's like, I'm trying to find the right word for it, because I kind of, does relate to what I studied in my master's program, but it's kind of like that, like, um, task-driven concept. And while that can be useful within whatever it is you're doing, if you're not, if you're just chasing that and chasing the win, then how disappointed are you going to be when you don't win? Right? Like how, how badly are you going to be off when you don't win, right? But instead, you chase success. You understand that losing and failure is a part of success. And that will lead you to a better place, right? So a bit of a tangent on that. But for me, it still applies because, you know, it's your point of having trouble finding inspiration and finding a purpose um, and deriving inspiration from that purpose. Not having that structure, not being able to chase those things, is, it's hard. Makes life difficult for sure. Yeah, and I think that's, I'll argue all day that you're probably a step or two ahead of me because I think looking back, like, in high school, I, 
didn't really have much of purpose. Pretty pretty short minded thinking of there's part of me that was like I was shocked I graduated high school at one point and I was like, Oh, I have options outside of here. That's crazy. And then it was like, What do I do? And then cut or organ you know, I think I had a lot of exterior guidance on go to college, you'll figure it out. And that's what I had a lot of people I trusted, not that I think their advice was wrong, but I think even in college, like, I don't know, I went to the business school, I found out real fast, it's not what I thought it was, and it wasn't something I really wanted. I went to the J school, again, not at all what I thought it was, wasn't something I was too interested in, got into sociology by accident, because I just taking those classes, because again, not much of a plan there, and kind of stuck with it. And it was just like, I don't know. I looked at all the other degrees and I just, oh man, my sophomore year, I probably explored like eight different degrees. That's part of the reason it took me an extra year to graduate because I was really trying to find what I was going to do. And I mean, I found zero interest in every single different avenue besides like sociology. And even that was partially because it was the only classes I wasn't like failing out of. So I don't know. I I don't know. I, I've been going through a lot of waves the last couple of years of, you know, doing a lot of exterior things to find, quote unquote, my purpose. And then being like, OK, this is getting so frustrating that, like, I feel like I'm going back negatively to the point where right now I'm just not even looking for it actively. I'm just kind of, I don't know, maybe it'll come to me. But it it's definitely been a ride. And, and I think if I had to give myself past advice, it would be to start maybe the search and have a better, at least initial plan to find something I'd be interested in uh, somewhat in the future. Cause you know, I, to be truthful, I got, I'm getting the master's I got because it was the second most sought after degree. You know, it was like, well, if I'm going to do grad school, I better get a degree that's like worth something, you know, allegedly but then you know getting hired in the u.s market right now is a whole nother conversation but so i, I you know that's kind of i guess where yeah, i'd I'm say a, I'm, at. I'm, I'm gonna jump back in there bryce um i think i feel you my junior uh my winter term junior year, I, I took like uh poli sci like 101 or whatever like 201 i took uh Took a linguistics class, although I did that kind of because it was supposed to be easy, uh, and I, I kind of screwed myself on that one because I, I made it too easy. What and was I did the last... Fast and the Furious class? What oh, was that? that's right. I took that one too. Uh, what I took, was that? Uh, <laughs> classics of Cars, something like that. Uh, it's like history of cars. It's pretty sick, dude. That was a good class. I should have committed a little more to it. I would have got a lot, way more out of it. But... I want to give context to this. I'm sitting in German 101 again. I'm about to drop this class so i'm on my phone in class because for those who don't know they stopped speaking english after the first day and because i was moving my schedule around i got there the second day and i didn't understand a single word i was so upset because i was like they're not even answering me you know they was like say it in german or else and i remember seeing on eddie's phone he's watching fast and the furious one i'm like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah sorry yeah, no, it was for that class. So yeah, I think everyone has those. Mo- everyone, all everyone has those moments, and sometimes it comes away, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, I spent a lot of time looking, and I realized really quickly I don't like economics at all. Like I just took it because my dad's like, "Well, maybe you should declare something and then go from there." I'm like, "All right," and then by the time I had to like 
junior year and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'll get a minor in psychology. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So winter term, I took poli-sci, the car class, or that might've been spring term, I forget, one of those two. And then I took psychology and I was like, damn, like low-key psychology kind of hidden. And so I wanted to go that route and I made it a minor. And then I found out like, oh, it won't actually be that difficult to make it a major. Um, and it would fit with coaching. And that's around the time that, uh, you know, I got the call from you about applying to the job. And so I got that job. So then I was like, all right, perfect, right? All lined up. Um, so I feel you, I, I think everyone's path is just gonna be different. You know, I, like I always tell my buddies, uh, another Sam, but I want him on the pod, so I'll say his name. You know who you are, my guy. Uh, I always like to joke with them when it's your time, it's your time. But there's a little bit of truth to that, I think. And I think as long as like you're, and I'm gonna butcher this word, by the way, it's a Japanese word. If Daniel were here, he probably could pronounce it well for us, but it's ikigai, ikigai. It's like the meeting of passion, profession, uh, community help, all this stuff, right? Like it all lines up. And I think for me, I found that in football and I'm fortunate that coaching for me is like where that's at. Um, and I think you just really got to explore what passions you have, things that make you want to get up in the morning and, and see what you can do that fits within that realm. Um, is, is my advice to you and to the audience if you guys are going through that as well because how else do you do it? I, I don't know. But that's kind of how I did it. So Yeah, no, and I think... I, and I'm not there yet, by the way. I'm not there yet. I'm not even where I, I want to be yet, but I'm climbing there, so... Yeah, and I think just me currently, that's the hardest part is like just haven't found anything yet that just makes me want to get up in the morning and go do it. And And I tend to wonder... If it's burnout from other things, like I, because I, I've been thinking about this a lot, I, I tend to wonder if, like, did I go too hard in certain aspects of my life that it's like, you know, I'll just use like soccer. Did I, did I take soccer so serious in my youth years and do so many things that put really harsh negative memories of it for me in there that it's like, you know, I, people know, like, I'm just now kind of coming back to liking soccer. I fucking hated it through college you know so i i don't know I, I i tend to wonder and like i say that too with like equipment you know it's like so i i don't know uh, it's definitely interesting but as as we move forward into talking about inspiration because i think this has been a really good conversation do, eddie do you use inspiration in your daily life though i'm, I'm curious yes so like this is where i want to get to because like before the episode i was looking at like differences between like admiration and inspiration or motivation and inspiration like what is the difference why is it such a key word why do we use it interchangeably all that stuff right i think one of the things i i found as i was reading through stuff is inspiration seems to be an internalization of certain concepts so while inspiration and motivation can come from external sources like you said, motivation is very surface level. Whereas inspiration is something that you're going to like internalize and make it your own. And this is like something that even popped up in my head too. when I was thinking about in my master's program, learning about motivation itself. And, and you go from like a motivation to external motivation, to internal motivation. And like that journey honestly kind of describes a little bit inspiration because eventually you go from like the left side where something is so surface level and you don't really care for it to eventually being able to internalize those experiences or, or whatever it is you're going through. And that's when you become internally motivated to do things. Um, you don't need someone else to tell you to do it. I think the same way inspiration is kind of like you internalize those things. So for me in my daily, 
you know, I mentioned earlier this whole concept about my grandparents coming here and, you know, getting my, my parents and aunts and uncles ahead and then me wanting to do that. Um, I'm only the third person in my entire family. And by family, I mean my four grandparents, their kids, their kids. I don't mean my extended um, that has a master's. Uh, if I want to go even further extended, I think I'm the fourth. Um, I want to pursue a job in coaching, which is really ironic because my dad's parents told him there's no job for that. And that was like in the 90s before coaching and sports kind of blew up. Um, so I do find it ironic, but I, you know, I know I'm doing something that I care about deeply. So is it in my daily life? Yeah. I mean, like, am I inspired to read? Yeah. I mean, truly, I think I have a passion for it. I have a passion for people telling stories. So for me, I love it. That's why I go to, I have... I mean, right now I'm reading It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin, and then I'm, which is an educational book, like an academic book. And then I'm reading uh, The Dragon Republic by R. Kwan Kwong. I probably butchered her name too. Uh, she's a really cool author. If you guys haven't, check her out. R.F. Kwong, K-U-A-N-G. Fantastic. I love her take on using real-world history to make fantasy. Um, yeah, I, I do, man. I think, like I said, I pursued my passions. Was it there in college? Yeah, probably not. I found being flat out honest, dude, like freshman year, sophomore year, like I think I was kind of hanging more by a thread sometimes. And so maybe not so much once I got that job. And I think it was kind of like reawakened that, hey, I want to do the things that my other family members could never do or my grandparents could only dream of. So, yeah. Yeah, I I really loved what you said in the beginning about inspiration is more of like internalized core thoughts something along those lines hope i'm not butchering it because i kind of wrote down i guess some of the things that came off of my mind when i thought inspirations you know the like exterior things like the song citizen soldiers by uh three doors down dating myself here you know cringe rock whatever you want to call it you know basically it's national guard thing and and i remember as a kid seeing that and it wasn't about being like a soldier or anything it was just about like helping people in need and i think that like to my core i think that's something that i'm pretty interested in i just don't know really how to channel that and then another one just gonna sound lame it's not but aragon's speech the black gate you know he's talking about i wrote it down you know you know talking when the part where he's talking about the day may come when uh the courage of men fail but uh and we break all bonds of fellowship, but it's not this day. I think, I don't know exactly what it is, but something about that just, I don't know, defending what you really believe in, you know, I think, you know, and then the final thing, you know, self-sacrifice. And and I think Eddie can attest to this. And anybody that is really my friend that knows me and has been around me, I can be extremely hard-headed about things. And once I've kind of set myself on something, I'm very set on something. And at the same time, I'm very extremely loyal friend. And, and, and I think a lot of that just culminates in that, you know, I'm, I have really strong beliefs about right and wrong and this, that, and the other. And I think it comes, all those things kind of hit me at my core. Like, I don't know if I'm like inspired by the song or the speech, but it always resonates with internally who I see myself as. That's the key word internally resonates like you internalize that experience because like motivation. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I take a speech, which for the, if we put this on YouTube, 
and uh, you guys watch it, you'll probably see me mouthing like the actual speech itself because I memorize it as well. But, um, you know, I'll go back and read some of my other books about like really cool moments or I'll go watch um, like Demon Slayer. I'll watch him fight Yutaro with Uzui um, and or I'll go watch Naruto or Goku or whatever, right? Like those are all like motivational things. And But what always stays with me from those things or is what is what I take those moments to mean. And and the part of the speech I'm talking about though is like um is it fine? Yeah, I mean, like you said, standing on the hill to die. And he opens his speech by saying, My uh sons of Rohan, sons of Gondor, my brothers. And like for me, I think too, that was like a big thing because it's like I, I always see people as we're all just kind of one. We're all one human race anyways. Like we obviously have sub. If you want to get into that whole idea of subdivisions of different ethnic groups and people from different parts of the world and da, 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 right. But like, we're all one human race. So like technically, I mean, we're all brothers and sisters in a way. Day speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, what do you want me to say? Like, that, but I think that's the part where you're like, that's motivational speaking in a way. But then we internalize those pieces. So that's that's what I'm coming back to, Bryce. Is yeah. I, I like that you said it internally resonates with me because that's what it's more that's what inspiration is. The motivation is the feeling you get when that happens, like when that read that speech, you listen to it, right? Or whatever. But then what you take forward is kind of more the inspiration itself. Yeah, I think it's it's more of who you are. it's like an identifier, I would say, internalized internalized exactly. identifier. What are you? You know? When you hear that, yeah, I actually wrote that down. Day, you see a part of yourself almost, you know, I think instead of it making you, Oh yeah, he's going to go kick their ass. It's more of like, this is like me in a way, you know, you, you feel that deeper connection. And that's why I say independence day when he gives that speech on there about, ah, he's like, we're going to go fuck these aliens up. You know, today is not just an American holiday. It's a, it's a peep. You know, I'm like, let's go There's something inside of me is just clicking here you know i don't know exactly what it is on that specifically but i think it's a great uh caddy off to is inspiration false motivation and i thought and, and i when i read that prompt eddie i thought that was an interesting way of looking at things because i don't know i used to think motivation was like a great thing not saying it's not but i used to think it was just this ultra thing and i used to think like I listen to these songs when I run, so it'll motivate me. And I, you know, do this, that, and the other, and it'll motivate me. But then I listen to another podcast by Jocko Willink, and, you know, he's kind of talking about the downsides of motivation and how discipline is what you want versus motivation. Because motivation is like a 10-second boost in a sprint in a marathon. It's not really helping you, but discipline is how you keep that eight minute pace throughout the marathon, I think is the best way I internalized it. And so something, one of my downfalls definitely lack discipline. I think as crazy, I think it probably sounds, I would probably benefit a lot in my life if I had more internal discipline when it came to certain things. Um, you know, cause he always said, you know, not, not to completely stop everything he says, but you know, discipline equals freedom. And for the longest time I didn't understand that. But then it kind of made sense, you know, it, it like it, the most simple way, we just put it very on the page. It, if your goal is to like be a good runner, you know, and it's raining outside, you know, 
you know, you may motivate yourself before to go run, but you still may not do it. But if you keep yourself disciplined, that no matter what, you know, you're going to go to, you're going to go find a gym and you'll run on a treadmill or you'll go run outside and you'll get wet, you know, but you'll still stay disciplined that you have to go do it. And so I don't know. I, I, I think that question, I think motivation can have its place, but I think inspiration and discipline are more crucial to success and more crucial to truly motivating you as one might say internally which is what gets stuff really done oh i fully agree no, i i don't really have much more to add to that i think that yeah inspirations you said it too i literally wrote it down on my notes uh that inspiration may start externally but it becomes almost something you identify with um and so yeah like i agree i think the discipline comment as well um and i know taylor will probably be happy if you listen to the episode because you talk about jocko uh and his stuff because he's a big fan as well but i mean he's right like having the discipline to do those things and that's where the inspiration comes from because it's like not only do you have the discipline to do it like i'm gonna do it like there's no question that it's gonna get done it's and when someone asks you why are you that crazy that you're gonna go do it it's because well like because of this reason like that's something that you might identify with. And this is why I also love when David Goggins sometimes gives those talks. And this is what I take and this is what I internalize from him is, and, and this is, I think, in, in line with what you're saying is that idea of like, it's not a question of if, it's when and why. Why? Because I want to do this. Because I want to go be this person. Because I want to go do this. Because those are the things that I want to do with my life. And that's inspiration, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, sure, you're probably going to look yourself in the mirror and go, I'm freaking crazy for wanting to do that that's the life i want to live whereas motivation is that brief i'm just gonna real quick hide myself up and then i'm gonna get out there and go do it right like the, it's like the when people want to sometimes jump in a pool of cold ass water or ice bucket you might need that quick motivation just to jump in there and get to it but you know you're still yeah. inspired to get it done i think two examples that come straight to my mind of that you know and you already said it about inspiration you know if you want to chase success you know that there will be failures on the way and i think that's a great way of putting it you know two examples i uh train with a guy who's a firefighter and to me burning to death is the worst way to go like i think people are firefighters are just super brave but insane and i kind of asked him about it once and he was just like it's who i am you know it's just it, you know it's like a bug inside me i can't do it any other way and I, I was listening to another podcast with Matt Best. And for those who don't know, he's a former Ranger. And he talked about like when he was going through selection uh, the Ranger school and all this stuff, like guys would quit and he never understood because to him, he was chasing being this thing. You know, it wasn't just, you know, and in order to chase that thing, he had to do these things. And so I think it all ties into David Goggins, you know, who's extremely disciplined, like, you know, screw the motivation side of him. Look at the discipline side, because for those who don't know, he lost a ton of weight and, you know, he doesn't just get to run like that and have the physique like that because he doesn't train consistently and diet this, you know, consistently. But, um, you know, to my point, it's like, you want to be a David Goggins type of guy, you know, then jumping in cold water won't be that big of a deal. Because that's who you want to identify as. And people, when you identify as someone like that, then doing those things aren't that big of a deal. And I think 
that's how sorry uh that's how when you see people do these crazy immaculate things because it's quote unquote the job description or whatever i think a lot of them would argue that it wasn't that crazy is that that's who i wanted to be you know oh so. I, that was perfect i was gonna add because you mentioned about like why wouldn't i do it or something like that it's how when you talk what the firefighter say that you said he said why wouldn't i do it he's like it's like yeah. it's internalized it's like yeah yeah. So I, before the, at the end of spring ball and before summer ball, uh, I talked with the varsity defensive coordinator and we're chatting and stuff like that. And, and to be fair, he does remind me a lot of Jose um, and his mannerisms and all that stuff. And so we're talking and he eventually is like, yeah, man, I sometimes just stress about this more so than I stress about like anything else. You know, more than because he's also coaches track and he's a teacher. When I stress about all that stuff, this is the easy stuff. It's football that I care the most about. And like sometimes I'm just so stressed. My wife's just like, why are you stressing about this or that? And and I I, I like looked at him and I'm like, it's because why wouldn't you? Like, this is what we want to do. And he's like, Yeah, like I can't not do those things that are gonna help my team be successful. Right? Like, I can't not think about those little things that are gonna help my team be successful. And I'm like, I, I fully agree with you. Like that, it's not like like the firefighter says, like, why wouldn't I? Like, that's that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. Um, so yeah. like that that's inspiration, though. Like that's well, I mean, that's not motivation. That's inspiration. That's that thing yeah. inside of you that you end up internalizing, identify with. And I think even looking at us, Eddie, I think a very small, nothing too wild, you know, inspiration or discipline, whatever you want to call it. We had several friends that thought we were fucking nuts for working for the team because we were getting up at sometimes four thirty in the morning, five thirty. Mut Sunday through the next Sunday, sometimes earlier, getting home later, you know, missing, you know, me, maybe more than you, missing out on a ton of social events, you know, making school sacrifices, whether, you know what I mean, doing all this stuff. And several friends were like, I couldn't do it. I don't understand how you can get up and always be tired, how you can take, you know, MC's bullshit, Willie T's bullshit. You know, the other guy's bullshit. You know what I mean? But I think, and maybe this is just me self-projecting, there was internally a piece of, you know, for me, I can't quit on my team. You know, and I'm not talking about Oregon football. I'm talking about, you know, the EQ guys that were with me. And two, it was like, there was a part of me, I wanted to be there. This is who I wanted to be at that time. You know, I wanted to earn the title. I wanted to be an Oregon equipment manager. And to do that and to have that, you got to bust your ass. You got to get up at the before the crack of dawn. You know, you got to take this shit, you know? And I think same for you, man, because being a student coach isn't easy, you know, because I've seen how you guys get treated. So whether it's a year, whether it's a couple of months, you know, however long you do it, it's like there's an extreme part of discipline because we know a ton of guys that would not consistently get up at that time in the morning and keep it. You know, like a funny thing about fall camp is it's like, you know, a lot of people get fired. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're not getting paid, so I don't know if you can call it that. But a lot of people come and go from ball camp because they just can't hack it. And that's not to be mean, but that's like, quote unquote, our version of a selection for college football workers. Because you're working so much that it's like some people just can't handle the hours and the the mental exhaustion and the abuses that may or may not go on, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. No, I agree. I, I'm in the same place. That's why it, it hurts so much. And that's like, I think the negative side 
um, and, and not taking care of your well-being as you pursue passions, as you use inspiration. Just a quick, like, quick tangent on that is that piece where you do it so much that eventually you just burn yourself out and you run yourself in the ground. And that's the negative side of doing that and not and not taking care of yourself, right? So that's a, a, a good warning for everyone in the audience to know that that could happen. But to your point, yeah, dude, when fall came, rolled around, I, I'm shocked the amount of people that like the EQ guys or other people that showed up and then like, I'm like, damn, where'd they go? Because for me, it wasn't a question that I was going to stop, dude. I was going to go through all fall camp. I'm in it for the year. Yeah. Like, period. Like, I'm not. No, that's, I, that's the funny thing. It's like, okay, not to, like, make EQ and student coaching sound like the military. I'm just saying no, there's yeah, connections yeah. for people to understand. It's like, look, may, not making it through call, fall camp was never on my mind. It was a, yeah. oh, we, we play Portland State in, like, a month and a half, you know? Cool. Yeah. There was people I met that were like, dude, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the week. And I'm like, what do you mean, bro? This is not an option. You know, and I think, again, just from what I've heard from other people that go through the military and, you know, all the podcasts I listen to and other people I know, it's like, they're the people that were like, oh, I was going to pass that selection one way or another. Like, that wasn't even on my mind. I was thinking about the deployments I was going to go on with this special forces unit versus the people who like, I'm just trying to survive the day you know it's like i don't know what to tell you man and that's not to say in the short term when you're going through it you can't go day by day but it's you know how you mentally i think see yourself playing it through or whatever you want to call it you know and that's the finish why line can't be oh yeah don't finish finish your work no, yeah, i was just saying the finish line can't be i want to say survival i i just don't think that's the right way to look at it you know Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that's why I walked away because yeah. I was coming up on full camp going, I'm going to be one of those people that's not going to make it. So I better yeah. walk away right now because I'm not going to be an asset to my team. I know I'm going to let them down. Like, I'm not going to make it through. Like, I'm in a terrible spot right now. Um, and so I had to walk away because, but the year before that, it was like fall camp, 70 hours a week or 80 hours a week. I'll be there. Like, it, you know, I'm going to get it through. I'm there for, yeah, Portland State and Bowling Green and shit like that. Like, so, yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and yeah. obviously, yeah, not to say that we're, like, military people or anything like that. But those feelings, those concepts are still the same, just on different levels is yeah. the point. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, look, I completely agree. I don't know if I said it on the podcast yet. You know, I left after my technical – third year, I don't know what everyone call it, you know, EQ, because I was just like, I'm in such a bad place mentally. Like, I don't, I'm scared of what will happen if I stay any longer. You know, I may not be around, you know, for fall camp or to finish it, you know? And so, like Eddie said, I think that's where you got to check on your mental health. And, and I think that's why, unfortunately, you know, you see a lot of veterans and other people. I think a lot of people that are successful, Robin Williams, I'll use a perfect example. I think that's a guy that you argue was at the very top of his game. You know, somebody that on the outside, extremely happy, made it through all his equivalents of fall camp, killed it. But he didn't know how to step away and get help, you know, and it led to some very unfortunate thing. And I think you see that in a lot of people that, you know, they love what they do and they don't want to be quitters, you know, which are good habits to have but they didn't take care of themselves. You know, maybe they, I don't know exactly what I would say. Maybe it's too much inspiration, you know, in something that you're giving your quote unquote all, 
to the point where you're hurting self because that is a thing where people give too much to something yeah no it just kind of clicked in my head as you talk about that i i do want to keep it moving forward a little bit yeah. although we're kind of answering someone's question but as you said that uh i mean the audience really listening probably gonna hate me for talking about wheel of time for the millionth time but <laughs> the people that use magic in that world it is like addicting almost to use that magic because everything is in uh everything's clear you can see further you can feel more um and you just feel like incredibly powerful and all that stuff right you can become a conduit for that power and then it can literally destroy you and burn you out inside out and i feel like that might have been a metaphor for or at least i'm in i'm taking it as a metaphor for what you just said bryce where it's like doing what when is too much right like when is like that gonna be too much it drives you too far where eventually you're just gonna give 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 without being able to like replenish yourself um so i think that's it just hit me right now as i was like looking at that outline i was like oh shit that just yeah i mean how many people have you heard stories about that just a regular nine to five that they work themselves so hard that they they're just they get defeat not defeated but they get burned out and then they yeah. have a mental break and then yeah. something unfortunate happens and it's like Man, where were the checks and balances to make sure this person was okay? Where was the checks and balance yeah. to make sure this person that was working 80, 96, you know, for my friends learning in the accounting world, I don't know how this is possible, 120 hours a week. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that's mathologically correct. It's not like the max. It's like uh, maybe you can check 100 hours, but I mean, there's 168 hours in a week, I think. So, okay. So, like 100 hours, but it's like still outrageous numbers. You know, whatever. Yeah, you basically wake yeah. up, work, and then sleep. That's it. Yeah. Wow. That's just, crazy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No. Shout out to all the people that work busy season. You guys know who you are. Um, but you know, to the point, it's like they're burned out. Like they they don't want to do their job anymore after it. And luckily, with how things work, it seems like you get a couple of weeks off. But yeah, I'm just saying, like that happens to people. You know, like not to be morbid, but like going postal literally comes from post office people getting burned out and then doing egregious things. Like that's literally like a known term. So I don't know that, but you know, it's why you got to check it. You got to protect your mental. You know, I think we see it with athletes all the time. You know, it's like sports now are year round, whatever you play, because the off season is not really an off season anymore. There's no putting the pads up for real and get a week or two, but I don't know. I just think you see a lot of people get burned out. But as Eddie said, we got we got to move along a little bit. I think we kind of answered. Do the bones use different inspirations for different things? So inspiration versus admiration. Now, I thought this was interesting. You know, I said for inspiration, admiration was a, re, a respect slash warm approval slash like deeming something worthy of respect. And I think for me, I admire a ton of people. I admire a ton of things. You know, I think a lot of them tie back to things that inspire me. You know, growing up, I'd say around the age of like 13, Eugene Sledge was like a huge inspirational, admirational person to me. Like I read his book, loved his story. And I was like, wow, this guy just makes me like he's like gold. He's untouchable, you know? And several other people, but that was like a huge one that stood out for me from my like younger youth years. 
What about you, Eddie? Is there? Sorry, I was looking him up. I was like, yeah. So, so Eugene Sledge's big thing was, you know, he fought in the Pacific during World War II, and he was like one of the first, one of the most popular uh, veterans to talk about like PTSD, mental health, and just the horrors and the struggles and how he. He overcame a lot of it, and I really just had a lot of admiration for this guy that went through all this stuff, was open about it, and then at least tried his best to overcome a lot of his demons. And it was just, I mean, it was just super. I was like, man, that's a person like I would want to be when I grow up, you know, in a lot of ways. So, no, I think uh, I think admiration can lead to inspiration or motivation. Uh, I think it can. I, I think we've talked about it already. There's people that we've mentioned. Uh, whether fictional or real, that we might admire the qualities of and respect them. And then we kind of have internalized those qualities or internalized those things that then lead us to go do things in real life. So I agree. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's a lot less close than, uh, maybe not. I think it's closer to inspiration than it would be motivation. Oh, no, definitely. I think admiration, you're looking, you're seeing similar characteristics or characteristics you want to follow. It's like we admirize Aragon. He has all these qualities. Yeah. I, don't know, like, I don't know if admirize is a word, but we do admire him, yes. We admire him. Sorry. We yeah, admire you're good, him. You're good. And uh, see, that's the difference between having your master's and almost getting it. Yeah, it's that. No, it's not, it's not. <laughs> um, not, I just, yeah, we, I just I, read a lot of books, man. So my vocabulary is a little uh, bit bigger, yeah, I guess. We admire him because he has all these qualities that I think people with goodwill want to have and, and maybe even stri- and strive to have in a lot of aspects. And, you know, so I, I mean, I'm trying to think, is there anybody you specifically admire, Eddie? Is there anybody out there? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few people. I think, um, I won't say all of them, but like there's a person that was a good mentor in my life that, um, was in the Marine Corps and stuff, a teacher of mine, coach of mine. And, uh, I mean, my grandparents, obviously I mentioned that I had, our old neighbor in when I lived in Downey, he passed away in 2020, unfortunately, but he had, he was uh, on one of the aircraft carriers in the South Pacific during World War II. Um, he opened up to me about a lot. So I admire him for all the stuff that he had done and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, even in the books too, like the only tattoo I, the only tattoo I've really ever considered getting Second tattoo of mine I ever considered getting um, was the uh, emblem for one of the characters in Wheel of Time because he's he's the Aragon type person. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Robert Jordan, since he lived way after freaking um, what's his name, J.R. Tolkien, Tolkien certainly internalized a lot of the qualities of Aragon and Lord of the Rings, and eventually inputted it into this character. Uh, which, well, you've seen season one, so it's, it's Lan. When, yeah. when he talks about Malkir and he's like the, you know, king, although he, he the uncrowned king, that's his, his emblem. It's like a golden hero with a golden crown above his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you read the book series, it becomes more apparent the similarities he has with Aragon. But yeah, I admire him and someone that, yeah, I'd consider getting a tattoo of. So, I mean, it's he's, his characteristics think very much like Aragon that are something I internalized and I, you know, want to live out and be inspired by. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, admiration. I think it's 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 almost like projecting a little bit too. I think it, you're, again, you're you're seeing qualities in people that 
maybe you want one day yourself or you could, you know, I, I think again, like Eugene Sledge for me, uh, who's another person? Golly. I'd say the leadership. No. Uh, oh, Dan Lanning, our boy. I don't know him like that. So it's a little <laughs> that's difficult. Fair, that's fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to think of who else I have. You've been fictional, dude. Yeah. That's why I included a fictional character. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'd probably just stick with Eugene Sledge at the moment. I'd have to maybe maybe when we post this, I'll I'll comment my own account and think about really try to think about some people I admire. Maybe a good challenge for me. But I don't know. I, I've also gone through this stage too where I where I'm trying to be like all all men are equal. There's nothing special about anybody. Like it just because Sean they didn't say Sean McVay. Yeah, I just like sports are cool and like I respect the leadership qualities, but I've really moved away from I think I, I just don't know idolizing some of those people. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know how like morals are for me, I'm not saying Sean McVay is a bad guy, but I just don't have any evidence of him doing something like right. yeah. super just that's crazy. Oh, oh man, there's one guy go ahead, that go I ahead. I can't think of his name, but he's the dude that basically pushed Lincoln to uh, emancipate the slaves. I can't think of his name. God dang it. It's like Cadence, Clarence, something like that. For those who know, historically speaking, Abraham Lincoln really wasn't even that big on uh, freeing the slaves. And this one guy like was all about it. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely put him in the comment whenever I find him. But dude is a baller. But uh but yeah, actually, I had one more. I was gonna say Al Davis. Actually, as much as in his later life, I did not appreciate the decisions he made. His early life, I admired his qualities of taking in people who were the rejects and saying, "Hey, I have a job for you," and seeing those people succeed, and then also being willing to cross barriers because he didn't really give a shit. He just wanted people that were actually good at what they did. And he knew that he couldn't always find them in, in the places that they had been found. Right. Or uh, when he first took over the team, there was going to be a preseason game in Alabama, which was still segregated at the time. And he said, no, fuck that. We're not playing. We're not stepping foot in Alabama. Now with, you know, black players on this team and other people on this team. Um, so I admire a lot of those qualities that he exhibited uh prior to him hitting like 75 let's say or 70 or whatever but yeah yeah serves no, an inspiration that's... for me i mean there's a reason i'm a raider fan it's not just because of they have three rings or whatever it's genuinely because of what his leadership for a long time yeah i mean i would generally say for me like i admire what i would consider morally correct people now that's probably questionable nowadays on what that means i'd have to get very specific subjective right yeah very subjective what i'd have to get very specific on what i mean of what's right and wrong because the world we live in a lot of things are misconceived i would say at the moment or very confusing so but eddie do you have any final things you would like to add to this episode i mean i think yes, we really I, did a job of covering. i added the it. muses part on purpose oh, so yes. Why? When you talk about the original definition about the mental, st the mental stimulation, I got to slow down, that, that gets us to do things or feel things. Uh, it's funny to me because I think when we look at history itself, um, at least for Greek mythology, I don't know about other mythology, which I feel there probably are people that they express. But 
in Greek mythology, there are the nine muses that inspire arts and communication and all this other stuff, creativity. And it's funny to me because it's like, even like the Greeks as an ancient civilization kind of had a grasp on inspiration, right? On having these things that we're able to draw motivation from and then eventually internalize and use to create great things or use to do great things. Um, and I think I just wanted to include that because I, I'm a big nerd and I love seeing those kinds of things. Um, and so I just wanted to include that in here in the inspiration part, because I mean, I think historically speaking and in their own quote unquote religion, they had that there for a reason because inspiration is that. And I also like that in looking at the root words and how inspiration as a word came to be, it kind of was based in divine guidance, which makes a lot of sense why talking about inspiration can come from you know, a place like heaven or a place like a God or something like that. And that's something that even in uh, Christianity exists or at, like a lot of the people that the writings and people's stuff that are in the Bible itself were divine inspiration, right? From God, they're the word of God. Um, and that's kind of Christianity's take on inspiration. Um, so I think that's a cool thing to see across uh, multiple religions and different cultures across the world. Yeah, I just Googled this super quick. I would say my... Muse, maybe uh, the I can't say her name right, but Terra Score, Terra is the protector of dance, and the only reason that kind of came to my mind is, as my friends know, I love to dance. I'm not a mid, but I do love to do it, and I'm never gonna shy away from it. So, but yeah, I think my probably last thought is just go find something that you're passionate about. And as you do those things, see what else can cross over with that, um, where you feel like you're being effective in your life and then just keep trying. And then, yeah, like with Bryce, it's like, man, you, reach, you might reach a point where like, I, I don't want to keep doing that. Let me just make some money or let me just do these things so I can just kind of coast for a moment and then I'll return to it. Um, that's part of taking care of yourself um, and being able to do that so you can uh, better do it in the future. And the one last thing I was actually, I, I lied to everyone. I have one more thing. Um, is earlier when you were talking about uh, Aragon's speech and I think Jocko, Jocko Williams, right? That's his name? Jocko, Jocko Willink. Jocko what? Willink? Willink. Willink. Yep. Um, dude, as you were talking about stuff, there's like this memory of mine from a book or a movie or a TV show where it's like the greatest thing, I'm paraphrasing, the greatest thing is that you'll find a place to make your stand and you'll be able to make it. And I, part of me is hoping it's not Anthony Hopkins in Transformers The Last Night, but it might have been. Uh, yeah. It's okay. It's Anthony Hopkins, though. It might be. But it is Anthony Hopkins. It is Anthony Hopkins. He's great. That's a hard, but, that's a hard fucking saying right there, sir. I, Damn. Yeah, it is. Uh, but but it's like it's in a lot of books, right? It's a lot of movies, TV shows. I mean, even like the whole idea with Aragon's speech. It's like, but it's not this day. The whole point is that was their place to make a stand and he's inspiring them to do so and, and calling all those things that they might have that might unite them. So just reminded me of that. I wanted to throw that in there because I think it's cool. Shout out to the uh, Transformers movies. They definitely um, inspired me to think I wanted to join the military for to fight robots for a minute because that shit was popping as a kid. I was like, this is the coolest job ever. may die, but it looks baller as fuck. But yeah. Shout out to Michael Bay too, Lincoln Park, all those things. Ah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. 
Well, hey, bums, this has been Sharing with the Bums. Please remember to check us out on Instagram at T-H-E-B-U-N underscore M-S. Uh, whenever we do post this one, I'm not sure when, you know, we have a lot of episodes and do a lot of different things. I will make sure I comment on my personal account, some people that um, I have admiration for. Maybe I'll try to write, I don't know how many characters you can put, but maybe a briefly why. Um, but yeah. So this has been Struggling with the Bums. Oh, yeah. Check out our website, too, at strugglingbums.com. Uh, As of this video, it's updated. All the episodes are updated. Yes. As of this video. We just still need, like, a little more commentary uh, from a few people, and then we're good. It's, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Bums. Hey, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, me and Eddie really appreciate it. We love making these, and we look forward to doing our next uh, episode. See you, Bums, later. Peace.